we now have the details of the Chicago Bulls contract with Terry Taylor. And the front office actually worked a nice bit of flexibility in his contract. We'll talk about that. Plus, Danny Ainge has come out and said that the Bulls were closer in talks with the Celtics to trade Jimmy Butler for the picks that would have become Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And Casey Johnson has also released now that the Bulls were reportedly close to signing the big three of LeBron, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh had they been able to trade Luau Dang to the Los Angeles Clippers. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. But more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So first up, Terry Taylor's contract has now been released. It is a $1.5 million contract, but the structure of it is what makes it interesting. It's only $350,000 that is fully guaranteed on opening night, with the other $700,000 of that will not become guaranteed until December 15th. What that also means is that the Bulls will have until January 10th before the full contract is locked in completely. So what that means is that the Bulls have basically three different layers of protection if they need to get out of this contract, right? They can avoid paying him the 700000 of it if they do decide to waive him and open that roster spot up by December 15th. And even if that does become fully guaranteed for the amount, they still can get out of the contract with no penalty by January 10th, meaning if the Bulls leading up to the trade deadline or anything else need to open up a roster spot, they can go ahead and waive Terry Taylor. This gives them flexibility with their 14th and 15th roster spots when you also factor in that Carly Jones is only guaranteed until October, I'm sorry, it's not fully guaranteed until October 16th, I believe it is. So the Bulls have flexibility on their roster. For a team that we know was going to try to avoid the luxury tax, we talked about how close they were to that luxury tax bill, factoring in Terry Taylor's of or any veteran minimum contract. They now have that built-in flexibility as well, where they can still operate below the luxury tax, can open up two roster spots at least pretty easily, if, if need be. And so just smart dealing by the Chicago Bulls. Nothing like too amazing, but we've talked about how the Bulls could be set up to be a little bit more active in free agency. I'm sorry, in uh, the trade deadline. And because of that, factoring in this type of flexibility makes sense. So, you know, we'll end up seeing the second season of Terry Taylor's contract is not fully guaranteed until July 7th either. So they can come off that anytime uh, that they need to and not have to pay that second year of his contract as well. Again, if they need to open up a roster spot next offseason. So, again, Bulls being smart here, working in some flexibility, uh, and that's just what you want to see. Terry Taylor deal, I know a lot of Bulls fans kind of, you know, they were hoping for like a Christian Wood or something like that, but Terry Taylor is still a player that if nothing else is going to be able to come in, get you tons of rebounds, be active, be that energy guy, which is kind of what you want on the back end of your bench at that 15th roster spot. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to it. So reportedly, via Casey Johnson, the Bulls are close to landing the big three. And we'll go ahead and play that clip now. I mean, I was reporting it hard at the time, and everyone's calling me crazy, saying that the, it was made up. Uh, I was working at the Tribune at the time. I, I mean, I had I was well sourced on that story, and that his it was it was legit close here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Casey Johnson. It was Every- 
Thank yeah. you. It was legit close here. Uh, trust me on this one. And I, I, yes. we, I, I got called an idiot. You know, I get called an idiot often, more, more mostly home. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I got called an idiot a lot. Then said, oh, they hatched the plan at the Olympics, and it was always going to be the Heat, and they were just playing the Bulls. No, that's not accurate. In fact, the Bulls try. It's now well documented. If, if the Bulls have been able to trade Luol Deng to the Clippers, which they had talks in, about doing. That big three would have been in Chicago. Trust me on that one. Um, it just was close to happening. Uh, and, and when it didn't, uh, you know, it's well documented now. The Bulls pivoted and did Carlos Boozer and a bunch of great role-playing depth and, you know, kicked the Heat's butt until it mattered in the conference finals. <laughs> uh, so that was Casey Johnson over on the Bulls Talk podcast. Shout out to him, Jason Goff, Tony Gill. Uh, shout out to all those guys. But, you know, I, here's the thing, right? While I don't deny the or, or, or fight back against the the knowledge that probably, that Casey Johnson has on the situation, it just it kind of conflicts. Just not too long ago, we heard that Dwayne Wade said that him and LeBron ultimately decided not to play with D Rose, right? And then you know we've also heard if you look around that time, uh, Dwayne Wade came out around that free agency time was like, well, my favorite player talking about uh, Michael Jordan. All I know is that he's no longer with the organization, like kind of talking down on signing with the Chicago Bulls. This is one of those things where I have no doubt that the Bulls would have pursued uh, all all the big three had they been able to move off Luol Deng's contract, right? I still doubt how much that ability that it is and that they would have signed here, right? I just don't, I don't trust, like everything that I've seen, even when Dwayne Wade did come to the Chicago Bulls, it was more as a consolation prize. We've seen how much he did not want to leave Pat Riley ends up going back there, right? So I don't know, like, you know, I know this sends, like, especially around this time of year and and the frustration that we have, rightfully so, with this front office. A lot of Bulls fans hear this and like, oh, here we go. Another time, this is another thing that the Bulls could have done. Uh, guard packs, all this. Like, I'll say this, that the Bulls put themselves in a great position that offseason. And I fully do believe, as we've seen evident, if LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh was talking to the Chicago Bulls and said, we're willing to come there. The Bulls would have found a trade partner for Luau Day. I, I just, I don't think that there's a world in which it was this sure thing that was going to happen and the Bulls wouldn't have made it happen. Because as we've seen in the NBA, if you need to dump a contract, there's always a team that's willing to do it. And there's always a way that you can do it. Would the Bulls have had to include some first round picks? Absolutely. But at that point, it's more than worth it. So I, I, like I said, I just doubt the validity of it. I think they were always destined to go to Miami. No sales tax, things like that. Pat Riley just being Pat Riley as well. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's nice to play what it could have should. It's nice to think, hey, the Bulls were this close to having a team that would have absolutely got them more titles and things like that, especially when you talk about pairing them with D. Rose and stuff like that. But I guess just for me, I, it, the what it could have should is cool and all. Um, it's, it's a nice thought to have what could have been had the Bulls did sign them, added, uh, you know, Joe Kim Noah and and Derrick Rose to that big three, man, that theoretically on paper should have been a team that would have won titles for the, for eight years in a row. But, you know, ultimately, I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't stick on it too much. It is what it is. It didn't happen. I don't like staying in a place of, oh, well, if I, I just don't like being in that, maybe it's a little bit of my trauma protecting myself in that area. But, you know, let me know what you guys think on that one. But then after the same day as this, we get a clip of Danny Ainge talking about a trade that almost would have sent the picks that would have become Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to the Chicago Bulls. Let's go ahead and play that clip now. Some of the best trades I ever made were the ones that I 
wasn't able to make mm. you know like i was trying to get jimmy butler mm -hmm. from chicago when i was in boston but they wanted a lot right and so we didn't do it um because it, it would have it would have and it ended up would have been jalen and jason oh wow both those draft picks oh wow. that we got jalen and jason with so right that, that was one that like i loved jimmy and was trying to get him um could have drafted Jimmy late. I liked him even then, but like now he'd be proven that how good of a player he was. And yeah, there, that was probably one. And again, Danny H saying that, you know, the glad that they would have, and this one makes me feel a little bit better because it's not the Bulls like backing out or not getting something done on this. This was the Celtics and Danny Ainge being who Danny Ainge saying, hey man, I don't know if we should if we should include all these assets. This is what the Bulls want. And then look, they go out and they get Jason Tatum. They get Jalen Brown. That's what those picks would have become. And, uh, you know, it is what it is there. I uh, again Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Another woulda, coulda, shoulda, and ultimately, here's what I say with that, too. Had the team done that, I still don't think there is no guarantee that Gar Pax would have been able to build a team around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I just don't believe it personally, right? I, I could absolutely be wrong on that, but I just I don't look at, at that front off. Like, if anything, that would have just extended the time that we had Gar Pax in power. That would have given them easily another six to eight years of running the Chicago Bulls and I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to say, well, the this, this stuff with AK hasn't been much better, so at least we would have had those young players. And, hey, granted, I give you that. But then when you look at, like, how the salary cap rose, right, and, and look at Jalen Brown's contract and the contract that Jason Tatum is about to sign, there's not to say that, that um, Jim, Jim wouldn't uh, – or Jerry Reinsdorf wouldn't have found a way to at least sign one of those guys who would have signed off on it. But that's a team that at that point with those type of contracts, you absolutely have to pay the luxury tax to be able to flesh out a full team. And we know that that probably still wouldn't have happened with Jerry Reinsdorf. So, you know, again, another woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's a fun conversation to have and see how, how that would have changed the destiny of the Chicago Bulls. But I just, I, ultimately, I don't think that, I just don't trust that that front office, which I do think would have stayed in power, would have still been able to do much with it. Now, could be wrong. I mean, they did build a hell of a team around Derrick Rose once he got to that level and once they made their move in that free agency. So maybe they could have done it again. But just looking at how disconnected Jim Paxson and, and Gar Foreman were from, like, what the modern NBA was becoming at that time, I don't know, man. I still don't think. And then, like, who would have been the coach, right? Fred Hoiberg? J Jim, Jim Boylan? Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just... You know, I have my thoughts on it. Like I said, I, I don't like staying in the woulda, coulda, shoulda a lot with these basketball topics and scenarios. But, hey, I guess when it all comes down to it, you want to give yourself the most opportunities and put yourself in the best place. And if they would have gotten that type of load back from Jimmy Butler, but who's to say 
that with how Gar Foreman and, and, and John Paxson drafted, if they would have even taken Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, right? We could still be looking at them taking the wrong players and us still being exactly where we are. Because keep in mind, it wasn't that they were trading those players for Jimmy Butler. They were trading the picks that became those players for Jimmy Butler. And I think that when you put those picks in Gar Foreman's hands, I don't know if anything better comes from that. I just, I just don't know that. I don't know that at all. But you guys can let me know what you think on that. Now, before we go, last topic for today, we have predictions, bold predictions for Chicago Bulls players. This one comes from Zach Buckley, who wrote this article. And I want to talk about a little bit about the, the uh, predictions here. So the first prediction that he had was that Nikola Vucevic posts a 2010 stat line in the 2023-24 season. And so considering Nikola Vucevic turns 33 right around the start of the season, he hasn't had that type of output with the Chicago Bulls. Yes, he's at he was 18 and 11. So t- turning that into 20 and 10 doesn't sound too far-fetched, right? When you look at he uh, had shooting splits last season of 52% from the field, 34.9% from three-point range, and 83% last year from the free throw line, there's enough in that to say that Nikola Vucevic could easily get to 20 and 10 spot by being even more efficient and then when you look at he did average over 14 shots per game so it it really comes down to this I think if Vooch is to get a 2010 stat line it would have to come down to to um Billy Donovan actually running more sets for Nikola Vucevic in ways that actually make sense for Vooch's skill set and we haven't seen we haven't seen Billy do that at a consistent level in a while right so you know, th- th- it can happen. Easily tweaks. When you look at averaging 18 and 11, getting one more shot per game gets you at 20 and 10, right? 20 and 11. So it, it could be possible. I would say this is that if Fuchs does have a 2010 stat line for the season, it would mean to me that we have we prioritize him a little bit more in the offense. I'm not mad at that at all. Now, the next prediction that Zach Buckley had in this article was that, uh, that Javon Carter it, averages the fourth most minutes on the Chicago Bulls next season. That's going to be behind players like Zach Levine, uh, 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 Jimmy Butler, I wish, uh, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, being 27 years old, the fact that his three-point shooting and point-of-attack defense is going to be needed, it really comes down to this. I don't think that that's too far-fetched of a prediction at all. I think that's easily that's pretty easy to get to, but it depends on how much do they play Kobe White and Io DeSumo, right? How much do they play for that? Considering uh, Kobe White, and Javon Carter probably heading into training camp and a position battle over that starting point guard position. I look at Javon Carter and I say this, his on-ball defense, his his offense off the ball are really going to be what determine how many minutes he plays because I do think he's going to get tons of minutes. I think 28, 29 minutes for sure. But if you're talking about averaging the fourth most minutes on the team, that would mean that they play him. And if they can play him, and how much do they play him and Kobe together, right, to kind of maximize that? So, there's a potential for that. I don't think that's too far-fetched of a prediction either. I just think that knowing knowing how Billy Donovan runs his teams is I do think Alice Caruso is going to get tons and tons and tons of minutes. And so, you know, we'll see how that ends up shaking out and what they end up playing all these players at. But, okay, moving on from that, let's get into the next one, and that is Torrey Craig starts over and plays more than Patrick Williams. That was the last prediction by Zach Buckley on this article And here's what I'll say to that. I hope that that's not true. I just hope that Patrick Williams comes in and performs in a way that he deserves that starting role and those minutes. But here's what I'll say. I don't think this is a far-fetched prediction either. I think when you look at Torrey Craig and the fact that you can bet on his production, you can bet he knows also how to get his out. He knows and understands 
how to be a role player at the NBA level. And you cannot overlook how important that is for a team like the Chicago Bulls, especially when you have a player like Patrick uh, Patrick Williams who has been inconsistent in his output and his effort at times, right? And so Torrey Craig absolutely has that opportunity to come in. And I'm not, this is not to crap on Torrey Craig at all. I like Torrey Craig. I like what he brings. Heck, I already have a video on the channel that, you know, Patrick Williams better be prepared because Torrey Craig is coming for that. And if you allow a 32-year-old to come in and take over your starting spot, man, listen, all those naysayers for Patrick Williams, they get a dub in that case. They get a big dub in that case. And let's hope that Patrick Williams comes in and performs. But I'll tell you what, I know a lot of people don't think that that prediction is too far off. And some people are even calling for Torrey Craig to possibly get that starting position outright from Patrick Williams and let Patrick Williams thrive on the bench, right? So, you know, we'll end up seeing. It really comes down to that mindset change that we've heard about from Patrick Williams, right? Is that legit? Has he legitimately changed his mindset to where now he's going to be better at filling that role, right? Again, he's not going to be – Patrick Williams is not going to all of a sudden turn into this 15-shot-per-game guy. It's not going to happen, not on this version of the team, but he can still be a highly effective player by finding ways to go out and get his, not not passing up on so many open shot opportunities, following his shots, getting active. Those are the type of things that can Patrick Williams can carve out a role for himself. But I tell you what, Torrey Craig is right there already understanding how to do those things, and Patrick Williams got to be prepared. But let me know what you guys think on those bold predictions from Zach Buckley down below. That's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag episode Saturday and Sunday, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. We've been doing it for two years, and like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.